0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Off the Dope. I am your co host, Matt Z. I would just like to take a minute to thank all my listeners out there and my subscribers, even though we don't really have a subscription based podcast. But regardless, though, I'm thankful for everybody and anybody who has taken the time out of their lives to listen to this podcast. We will be dropping some new podcasts here soon coming up. I will have one with Chase LaRose coming up here in the next few days. And also me and Tyler will be starting our Not So Sports Sports Talk back up again. So stay tuned. Uh, we will be getting these podcasts back up for you for the year of 2021. With that being said, though, on today's episode of the podcast, I have my great, great friend, Kessler Smith, um, for former... Um, member of the Canadian Armed, Canadian Armed Forces and he had a tour overseas in the Ukraine so we talk about that a bit in his time out in Auschwitz um, along with anything and everything else that comes off the dome to the two of us so without further ado I will shut up like always so you guys can enjoy this beautiful podcast that me and my great friend Kessler Smith made please enjoy since you're a military guy what do you think about the phrase... Nuclear weapons are the safest...
1: Weapons ever created. <laughs> I think they're the safest because... It is sure... Like there's this is the same thing in the cold... Like why the cold war never really kicked off right? It's like mutually assured destruction. Yeah. So it takes the, the warhead like... It's approximately... Was it like 15 to... 7 to 15 minutes I think... To go intercontinental. So... By the time that happens wherever you're launching that missile they're gonna already know you've released a warhead and at that point they're just gonna because they know it's coming because you can't just stop a nuke right yeah even if you were to detonate it above or before wherever its impact zone was supposed to be you have to realize that there's consequences with the nuclear fallout right so that could yeah. be that can be carried into countries you didn't want to like ra- radiation on you know, like, yeah. So you didn't want to get the side effects of s- well. so too. basically once that thing's launched, like, that's that. Yeah. Like you're that's that. And it's gone. Then the whoever you launched that, they're gonna obviously launch theirs because they know like if if I'm gonna die I'm gonna you know what I mean I'm gonna take as many people with me, right? Yeah. In that situation at least. So it's not like you're gonna sit there and just take a nuke, you're gonna obviously launch your own and then Yeah then like you're just it's mutually assured destruction everywhere
0: yeah Karen said not say it better I, like when you look at it it's okay well I know if I send 5 I'm getting 10 back yeah like there's nothing you can do about that and you know look it's scary though how close we were to nuclear war and you think of all these this weaponry they had at their availability and nothing went wrong like why the fuck do you need thousands and thousands of nuclear devices because it's to have more than Russia, mm-hmm. right? And it was such, like, a fucking egotistical,
1: let my dick hang thing. And I appreciate it. I respect it. It's <laughs> but it just matters who has the biggest stick at that point.
0: Yeah, and it's it's such a crazy thing to do
1: with the fate of humanity at the palms of all the grist. The oh, tips yeah. And, and especially, like, they, like, back then during, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis and stuff, like they had the keys cheers in- to Halloween cheers bro. cheers social distancing yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was like points where they actually had the keys in the, like the ignition
0: mm. well, there was that one time I think it was in Kansas a nuclear head went off like there was an explosion under the ground in the nuclear base and it exploded and the warhead got shot hundreds of kilometers away from this explosion the warhead Jesus. They got sent this way, and the government officials knew about it, and they didn't say anything. Even though they knew that if this bomb went off, wherever it were to land, maybe it wasn't 100 kilometers away. It was. It It was like a few kilometers away. Yeah. But it got sent that far, and it's like if it exploded, it would have killed um, St. Louis, I think it was. Jesus Christ. Taking people out. I'm like, holy shit. And just to think that one fuck up, one error in the code. Could cause all this mayhem. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's it's scary. It makes you kind of ponder,
1: though. Like, what's the point of why? Well, oh, yeah. Once a nuke goes off, you're kind of yeah. You're in a nuclear winter, then. Yeah. So, like, I don't
0: know. Like, do you agree with the philosophy that USA should have dropped it on Japan? Why? Because they
1: weren't surrendering.
0: Yeah. Or just
1: whatever belief you may have from yeah. it. You oh, think? You th- do I think? Yeah. Oh fuck. <sighs> I don't know. The, the The Allied forces expended a lot of, lot of military power, and they I think they were running dry at that point. I think it was more of an act of desperation because the Japanese were not surrendering, like at all. Mm. Like they were not. Yeah. At all, there was nothing stopping them so which like hats off to them for that yeah they're. You know what I mean. Uh, but what was their motto do they have a specific model do you know do you remember well, I'm, i remember like the fuck, um the kamikaze pilots like their whole base i'm pretty sure their whole premise of them like they once they ran out of ammo and they're like fighter pilots they would just start like flying mm-hmm. into ships right and I think it was basically, like, to, it was better to, like, die with honor than to, like, come home. Some, something along those lines. And they, like, yell, like, bonsai and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. You know what I mean? But I, this is just kind of things I've heard. Yeah. No, that's what I heard, too, as well. Um, have you ever watched, like,
0: the World War Two documents in color on Netflix? Oh, buddy, I love it. Same with, like, Medal oh, of Honor. That was my very first binge at the beginning of the coronavirus. It oh, it's good. World War Two. I was... I just started it, and then coronavirus happened, and then that, I was like, oh, I'm just going to power through it. So I just powered through in a few days, and then I think it was the next day, Tiger King came out, because that was at the very beginning of coronavirus.
1: Oh. So you Tiger, watch it? Tiger King? Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched both, yeah. Oh. But I'm a huge World War II nerd. I love that stuff. It's super interesting. Yeah. Like, I've been to, to Auschwitz, right? So.
0: I remember you telling me about that. That would be
1: super cool. That was definitely a humbling experience to say the least what's the feeling you have
0: when you're walking through those like what like where did you go through it like what did you see did Uh, you get to go
1: into the buildings or just stay outside of it oh no you go through everywhere man so you go through Auschwitz and so there's Auschwitz beer canal and like Auschwitz is like the um main sort of camp and beer canal is where the train would come in and it was also like a camp and had gas chambers and stuff like that but um as soon as you walk through the gates man like just you can feel it, just the happiness sucked out of the air it's like the most eerie sort of yeah just like you can just tell like even I don't know maybe it's because you like know what happened there but you can just tell like bad things happened there Yeah. and then like you, we were lucky enough to have a guide um, because we were there on R&R when I was overseas and um, it was very like like awe-inspiring he just talked about like the human will to survive and like the things they went through they went they like were going off like 300 calories a day you know what i mean And they would do like the most that you work till you died you know what i mean so yeah it was just crazy and you got to go everywhere like you got to see um like the living quarters are like now transformed into like museum pieces so they have like rooms with like different sort of uh um, sort of, kind of like themes to each room. Yeah. Um, mm. So just like some sort of aspects of living there, how they got there, you know what I mean? Or even some of the backgrounds of the people that were there. And, um, get to go into the gas chambers as well. That was, uh, that was pretty crazy. No. That was pretty crazy. Not gonna lie. Cause you can literally see in the concrete, there's like nail marks. No. Like, oh, I'm not even joking, really? man. Like you go marks in the concrete all the way up to the ceiling yeah oh my god yeah and it's just like you see that and you're like oh my god yeah and i'm not even talking like scratches i'm talking like deep gouges like last, in the like concrete last yeah strength that they yeah. have. Yeah. oh yeah man
0: holy shit i could imagine i couldn't imagine i'm sorry like to me, in my mind, I'm trying to picture going through that, but there's a different feeling, there's a different energy when you just walk in there because mm-hmm. you know where, um, what it is. But so they don't have the actual, do they have the buildings in the original shape? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, or, but, or not necessarily, but like in the insides, or do they transform all the insides?
1: Um, some of them are maintained, um, to like their, original pieces i guess as much as they can and try to maintain it yeah. and then some of the other buildings have been repurposed i think for the uh, just the insides um for like museum pieces and stuff and then i think they also had other buildings that were built more modernly for the actual um museum, museum part of it
0: so I was about to say to us, I, yeah. I was like, "Did they just transform one of the old houses?" And I was like, Holy "No, they shit, they they, they
1: preserve a lot yeah. of it. Like even um, the Germans before they left, they tried to destroy a bunch of the gas chambers to, to get rid of the evidence, and even um, like you can see the rubble. Oh, like they they haven't touched the rubble at all. Like it's still crushed, like as is, right? So,
0: yeah." <sighs> I'll pull up some pictures of it.
1: It's pretty. It's uh. It's definitely like I said, man. It's a humbling place. Oh, I don't know it's, I a, it's I... a humbling place. That's for sure. Man, and, I couldn't like. And I went there in February or March, and like so it wasn't wasn't warm. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I was there in like my combat boots. I had like my two pairs of socks on like my thermals like i was i had like all my warm army gear on you know what i mean yeah. like it was like less than an actual uniform but uh and like i was freezing man freezing and the guy was telling us like yeah the people here basically wore like so sorry didn't drop but that's well, the yeah. front of it yeah that's the main gate with the uh the writing on it and i'm pretty sure it says work will set you free which is a bit of a cruel joke
0: how big was it? Huge, man. Really? It's huge. So, like, do you know in these buildings right here at the front, would that be for? Like, do you know what the purpose of these ones were for? Those the two-story
1: ad- admin buildings. Oh, yeah. And as soon as you got off the train, they told us that as soon as you got off the train, you were like sorted into like two groups, and like basically one group was sent to work, and then the other group was just like sent to, straight to the gas chamber, like straight for execution yeah so a lot of people a lot of people that got there didn't even like have the chance to like stay there and live there because as soon as they got off the train they were just herded straight to the gas chambers oh my god and if you were like a young fit man maybe yeah they'd keep you around and just work you to death until somebody else came in yeah Yeah. it was cheaper yeah fuck like
0: that's such a think about all the stuff that happened in world war 2
1: all the looting as well too like it's so a lot of the reason why we have the Geneva Convention and stuff, right? Because of the all Geneva the Geneva Con- Convention. Basically, um, I'm not going to do it justice here because I'm not going to be able to this explain it. This is not correctly. official podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, basically, it's, it's it's like an anti-war crime tribunal, if if you would. So they basically, after World War II, they came up with a bunch of rules for war. So like, you can't, for example. You can't um, blow up or you can't attack like religious buildings. So like I can't just go up, blow a fucking mosque up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no, that's that should be a no-brainer, right? Like, yeah. Can't just go shoot up a there fucking church. There is a line. So yeah. There's like, a line in And I think like schools is is involved too. Like you can't just go blow up a school. You have to get pe- like you have to get special permission for that type of shit. Yeah. And like the only reason why I say that is because I heard of. A platoon in Afghanistan that was—they were like getting attacked from a school, and I know they had to get like special permission to like engage it because their ROEs wouldn't let like allow them to uh, engage in school, which I like mean. obviously you know what I mean. I don't—you don't want your guys just shooting up. You don't know if there's kids there or not, yeah, right? Yeah. So verify there's no kids there first, or the building's not being used for civilians. And if you're taking fire from there, and you know I mean c- you confirm no no civilians on site, then. Dumyum, you know what I mean? But yeah, like you wouldn't, they wouldn't. I guarantee though, if there was kids there or they had like confirmed like, like civilians where they're working or whatever, they would have been like, nope, you guys got to find a different way to deal with it. But yeah, there's rules to that stuff. Like you can't like paratroopers, like you can't shoot a paratrooper when he's in the air. Really? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that technically. What happens if you do do like something like that? It's a war crime. And you really? can be... Yeah, you can be held accountable for it. There's, like, other ones. Okay, um, what... Okay, hypothetical situation.
0: Paratroopers coming down on your head. And you basically have to wait till he is on the ground. But what if he's coming at you with a knife? So he's coming down on his parachute. He's not going to touch the ground before he kills you. Are you allowed to
1: self-defend yourself? Oh, yeah. You always have the right to life. Okay. Yeah, you always have the right to life. Okay. Try to find a loophole in that bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like the guy's coming down to fucking kill you there's no getting yeah. around it you yeah. know what i mean so am i gonna wait for him you know what i mean am i gonna wait for him to mosey his way down from that airplane no i'm probably gonna dump what is that vulnerable? yeah I'm See, i feel like good we, i feel like that's a, that's a rule that's like yeah. hey but i think that also stems from world war Two as well because a lot of paratroopers got fucked up that's true yeah yeah a lot of like you can't like attack like religious minorities um like you can't attack unarmed civilians, pretty sure that's one of them but sh- if it's not like that should like i said there's no brainer yeah definitely don't attack unarmed civilians for no reason um just trying to think what else some examples like there is there's is when I remember in basic training th- this was one example they told us um For, like, religious reasons. Um, They're like, oh, you guys might have heard stories about people in Afghanistan putting, like, their bullets or their rounds in, like, pig's blood or whatever. You know what I mean? When they're fighting the Taliban. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, what he said, he's like, there's... Basically, he's like, there's no way they would have done it because it's a war crime. You know what I mean? Because you're, like, going out of your way to belittle the religion. K- kind of, yeah. I wouldn't know... I don't know if belittle is, like, the right word, but, like, you're kind of, like, going against their religion for no reason type deal. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you feel about the influence of religion on war? Oh, religions have influence on war for... since the dawn of time. Yeah. Like, the Crusades, you know what I mean? The, there's literally Christianity versus the Muslim religion. Yeah. So, um... What else? Well, I think you could probably throw,
0: even just modern day war. But more that's more political, it's ideological, ideological yeah. differences. But like, at the end of the day, too, it's like even just in today's society, it's super relevant in the states that the USA has adopted a Christian um, religion. Uh, what is it called? Like. The, kind of stamping that they're like Western Christian values. Yeah, yeah. And this is their country. You know, just how other countries that, um, identify with their religions. Mm-hmm. I think USA is starting to do that, okay. which I feel like yeah, is ca- it's super wrong. And, it, and I feel as, since they do that, it's very hypocritical of them because then now they'll go to other country wars with the Muslims and whatnot. They'll fight them, and you can kind of tell. That because of religion, their are different beliefs. There could almost is. be
1: a little bit of self-interest in that. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Besides, like, obviously, um, the Iraqi war, the Iran. Iran war, Iraq war, whatever the fuck. They were both kind of... With the oil? Yeah, with the oil. Yeah, it was Iraq. Right. Um, so it's like a lot of it does have to do with money nowadays. Even when you look at the... Um, what is the military-industrial complex? And how they control, they make a lot more money during wars compared to when there's no wars.
1: Oh, you know? yeah. I don't know how that works, but it has to do with, like, bonds and stuff like that.
0: Well, also, too, yeah. it's just, like, basic supply and demand. Mm-hmm. there's a war, there's more demand. Yeah. So they can give you more supply. Right? So there are these um, really powerful corporations that want these wars. And they'll kind of actually, like, push uh, lobbyists to like towards wars sometimes. Which is really fucked up because they do it for money.
1: Well, yeah, especially if you're like a big weapons firm mm. or something like that.
0: Think about this. like When FDR signed the new deal in the 30s, his um, one of his approaches was to actually look into the military complex. Mm. And they looked into it, and they refined it a bit. But at the end of the day, nothing was done, and everything was just swept underneath the rug. And it's 80 years left, and they're still around. So it just shows you like how much like recent interests now do actually rely on money though, mm-hmm. um, which is scary though because in the past, like, it has been religions, but nowadays it's more towards money, which is weird. But then today too, it's like ah. so. It's like I'll ask you this question: Who do you think runs the world?
1: The Illuminati, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Bohemian think, Grove. I don't know, man. I definitely think. If there's not, like, top influential people, I think there's definitely top influential governments that are having more of a say than the rest of the world in what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you can impose tariffs on somebody, they're going to, you know what I mean? You might be able to extort them and be like, hey, you're going to do what I want. Or your country is going to have, like, a real need for goods here. And, I'm sure, and like it obviously this would never be done in public it would all be said behind closed doors mm-hmm. so i think that's definitely a possibility but like i don't know <laughs> if you're like n- like name an actual person or like group of people i don't really get into like conspiracy theories like that yeah. i think it's i don't know because you know, like one person will say jeff bezos and like another person would be like jacob rothschild and then like you know what i mean everyone's got names or are throwing out stuff yeah. like that and it's just like at the end of the day maybe they're just rich dudes who knows uh, yeah. who fucking knows yeah. man like my only thing is i think the answer to the
0: rahul actually asked me this at fucking work one time we were working he's like who do you think owns the world and i was like oh fuck that's a good question bro yo <laughs> <No, laughs> i don't know man <laughs> and then so what i said to this is i think whoever it is they don't know it's
1: them That would be a possibility because they might be still be trying to climb, trying to gain power as much yeah. power as they can. They feel like they haven't attained it yet, even though they have a massive amount of influence. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like
0: that's so, a that's a weird spot where you look at this hierarchy of humans and you, and you It's scary how,
1: to think of because because then you think how much power does that person want before they stop?
0: Well, I think it's too. I think the scary part is when you actually just think about society. It's like when you really think about it and you continue on this tree branch society, where it's like the population and it's the celebrities, then it's politicians who control this the politicians who all the people the money and it's the people above them and it's always just smaller groups and smaller groups and smaller groups. And technically you're gonna get to a point where there's nobody else above this thing. And it's like who is that? What is that? What group is this? What multiple groups is this? It's like we'll never really know because there's so many layers. Mm-hmm. Right? That only so much it's like it's like the conscious. Or it's like the Buddhist uh, uh, perception of the conscious where there's i think eight senses so it's like the hierarchy of them so five of them are at the top this is your five senses sight smell taste hearing whatever the fucking the senses are i don't know what they are and then below that's the world conscious which trickles down to the subconscious which then trickles down into your conscious right so it's like the global conscious with every known knowledge and it trickles down, and it trickles down even more. And then you end up just getting like the droplets of it. Jesus. You know what I mean? So I like that, but like I think like that's kind of like society. How we only get the droplets of the information. Mm-hmm. What's really happening? You know what I mean? Media it tries to do its best, but media is so fucking one-sided.
1: Yeah, it's actually it's. It's almost not even worth watching anymore. Like it's it's just so blatantly media like, lies. Yeah. Like, oh it, yeah. Especially in the States. In the States, oh you, you realize, yeah.
0: you watch the news and you say, okay, I understand why you're saying this because the people who have money invested into this media uh, operation, say CNB, uh, CNBC or Fox News, or whatever it is, whatever company has their money invested into this media, has interests with the, their politicians, yeah. regulations and rules. It so basically
1: comes down to, okay, where the interests lie, Democrats or Republicans. Yeah, so like what yeah, happens right.
0: is these corporations go, hey, we want you in power because you're going to make us more money. You'll make us $100 million more money if you're in power. We're going to spend $40 million and give it to Fox News to help them um, say this stuff about you to help you get more votes. Yeah. So we're going to help you through helping, the media. Like, and, the on one side. and Ronald Reagan was the fucker implemented this bill that allowed media interest to have an opinion. When you look at media, media should be completely unbiased. It should be objective. and Yeah, objective as well, too. Mm-hmm. But Ronald Reagan passed a law where it allowed media to have and promote its interests and ideologies.
1: Which they should just get rid of.
0: Which is stupid, right? And I kind of wonder, too, it's like we make fun of the USA system all the time, but is the Canada system... I mean, obviously, Canada's better, but, like, still, like, how much is Canada's influence it's as well, too? Less them.
1: volatile, I'll say that
0: for sure. Yeah, 100%. So... But I think media is so fucked in the States right now, though. It is, man. It's terrible.
1: And there's things that, are, like, they're not even covering, like, the riots in Philly and stuff. Like, I haven't even seen that on the mainstream media at all. Just on the it's, internet.
0: I feel like, as if the... From my... Perspective, I feel like that the Black Lives Movement has ended because mainstream media doesn't cover it anymore. And for me, I don't stay that up with news to really go um, deep down into and looking for it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I always forget that it's still like this huge movement going on until once in a while I'll hear one city that has this huge outbreak. I feel like that is terrible about the news, but I feel like also, too, I was told the other day that there was this news station that came out, and it's called Some Good News, and John Kaczynski did it, the guy from the office, mm-hmm. it's called Some Good News, and because when you look at news, it's all negative. Yeah. It's all negative, but he started this news channel where it's all positive, and I think that's a
1: super good idea. Yeah. The only problem is positive news doesn't get views that's like Facebook's algorithm Mm -hmm.
0: they have an algorithm where it just Which sucks
1: if you think about it what
0: do you think about social media
1: cancer bro yeah (laughs) it's fucking cancer but you use it yep I'm just as cancerous as everybody else it's terrible
0: I feel like what do you think the worst part about social media is
1: hmm the misinformation just like just like yeah just misinformation just like if you go on instagram just the blatant lies you see in meme form like i saw this one (laughs) i saw this one and it's like if you want to lose weight you need to uh do at least 10 pull-ups a day 30 sit-ups and 40 air squats and you're gonna lose weight it's like no you just gotta eat in a caloric deficit <laughs> like, like it it's just like it was probably one of those fucking feminism pages. I was just like, oh my fucking god! Yeah, it's like it's like that's just blatant. That, like it's just a blatant fucking lie. Like you burn fifty calories and you reward yourself with a blizzard after that's four hundred and fifty calories. While well, you just fucking you know what I mean? <laughs> you're no better off than you were before. <laughs> you're, you're in a
0: worse hole. Yeah, you're in a deeper hole now. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that either. People don't realize just basic understanding of how the human body works yeah right And i feel like too you get a lot of people coming to supplement king and they say oh i just want to add a thousand dollars or a thousand calories to my diet just like that and i'm always just like well the best way to do it is like you only need 500 more calories than you need Mm -hmm. to put on the proper amount the proper amount too right because you don't want to just get 20 pounds in a month because half it's gonna be fat yeah where, like, most have, of it's gonna be fat exactly right it's a more slower process and so many people don't understand that it's like I understand like people come to Supplement King and part of me wants to be like hey man this is what you should do but then there's, like even when you do do it they don't grasp
1: the concept of it or like bro they, uh, my favorite is bro I want abs because I'll like I'll show like yeah. people on my Instagram or something or be like oh especially like bigger guys I'll like show them, like me in high school you know yeah. me when I was like 350 pounds and, like, a lot of these guys will come and be like, bro, I want abs. I need a fat burner. And I'll be like, bro, I have a six-pack. And I'll tell you something. You don't need a fat burner. You need to change your diet and get your ass in the gym and train harder. Yeah. And, like, that's that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, literally, that's, that's that. Yeah, that's it. Like, I don't care what your excuses are. If you got a little bit of extra fat, well, good job. Now you have an excuse to up the intensity or start doing some cardio. Um I heard this one quote and it was a good quote and
0: it is true I thought about it for a while and it said fat shaming is only bad when the person doesn't do anything about it when you fat shame and they change their life and they get in shape
1: that's motivation to get in shape yeah to a degree I guess you know what I mean it's like if
0: you go up to your buddy and say hey man you're not looking so good right and you say hey you're not like you put on some weight get your ass in shape but right. it depends who you have like sometimes you need to be like go up to somebody and be like yo bro get your fucking ass to the gym like you look like ass yeah And there's other people where you're kind of like oh hey man you look like you're putting on a few pounds D- yeah whatever that is on that's on a fo- delivery yeah. yeah and that's well and it depends on the person how they want to be told it yeah um but we realize it's fat shaming and the only time it's fat shaming and it's a negative thing is when they don't do anything about In a very blunt form, of the oh, where they like find pride in being unhealthy. I don't know, maybe. I know a lot of people do actually. They find like comfort in that.
1: I mean, like it's it's your body, whatever. Yeah, you do you. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel a lot better now that I don't have that on my body. But I'm not gonna sit here like I'm the like panicle of health like you know what yeah. i mean there's no way i'm gonna sit here and say that yeah, so chase. i'm no i'm yeah i'm yeah. i'm in no position to judge anybody but i don't know i like i like seeing when bigger dudes like start out in the gym you know what i mean i like see them seeing them come in and someone sometimes they'll come talk to me or whatever and like ask me for tips and i'm like obviously i'm always willing to talk to them because i always got time for the big guys right yeah. i was i was that guy right yeah. so we'll start somewhere that's that's the main message. Is like, we yeah. all start somewhere, man. A lot of people look at me and just think I'm, like, I was just like this. Yeah. But then, like, obviously, like, you know, right? And that then, <laughs> yeah. picture right there, man. I'm literally, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. Okay, sorry. My fucking charger. My died. Oh, is
0: it? Do
1: I think there's one behind you there. Plus. If not, there's one. Oh, where did you? Here.
0: Um. Okay. Sorry, people of Off
1: the Dome. Also, there's a guy that came into the store the other day wearing an off the dome fucking hat. How the fuck do I get one of those?
0: You don't have one?
1: I don't have any off the dome merch.
0: Oh bro. I thought you, fuck literally, yo, next zero, time I'll literally one none.
1: Okay. zero. Literally none. Yo, I This totally man's been that. my best friend since high school and you fucking <laughs> man, I can't even, don't even podcast fucking merch. I've been on here three times. I have nothing.
0: Dude, I'll get a few, uh, what I'm doing, I'm ordering stickers too for the podcast
1: fucking chopped liver over here apparently
0: yeah i'm hurt man oh uh, man i totally forgot i'll, I'll i have like five <laughs> in my closet right now man i'm tossing you I'm, one. I, I forgot I'll, about this I shit i wear
1: those to the gym bro
0: chase does all the time
1: that ass well, they're nice hats ass. they are man they i came saw out clean. i saw it i saw the logo and i was like hey man i was like where'd you get that and he's like matt and he started laughing and i was just like what the fuck man I was like, I didn't know he had merch. And he's like, oh, yeah. He just, like, gave it to me one day. And I was like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) He bought it, but
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I got these, like, stickers. I just hand drew it. But I just got these stickers coming in. Mm -hmm. I think they're all right. They're nothing special, though. It's just, like, the first copy. Something to slap on the bong. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm going to...